0: That voice gets louder and louder and louder and louder until they swap places. And then that wounded child that is, has no self-worth or very little confidence or is anxious about everything becomes you as an adult.
1: Welcome to Solve With Sessions podcast. I'm your host, Emma Evelyn Campbell, and you're listening to the right podcast if you're ready to push past your limitations, navigate your fears, and live a life aligned with your truth. I believe we can express our true nature and power when we get to know who we truly are. And this podcast gives you the tools and resources to do exactly that. So join us as myself and guests share our soul's truth so that you can feel safe to share yours. Don't forget to head to the show notes to get even more involved with the community. Now, let's get on with our episode for today. You're providing that space for those young people and even adults as well to step into who they are and actually embody that, and I, and that's what I love about you know what you do and why I wanted to have you on the show. And so I'd love you to kind of give a little introduction about you know who is Cameron, what does Cameron do, who is Cameron?
0: And, that's a question. And, a, and a
1: nice nice little a nice little understanding of your journey into into starting what you have.
0: So, my, I'm Cameron. Um, I'm originally from the UK. I moved to Valencia about two years ago before that I was a professional dancer choreographer working in London and the West End in, on cruise ships and then something didn't feel right anymore it didn't fit it didn't so I moved here with my partner who is Spanish and opened a school I opened one class it's not it wasn't a school when I opened it was one class and it was really for me to connect with people it was for me to I was lonely in this new city I didn't know anyone I was trying to work out, if I wasn't choreographer Cameron or dancer Cameron, who was I? Because I'd been Cameron the dancer my whole life, since I was little. I was always, oh, that's Cameron who dances. There was nothing else about me. That's what my story was. That was my, and moving here, I had to, it was really difficult. I had six, eight months of questioning everything. Had I made the right choice, would it have been easier to stay as Cameron the dancer, even though I wasn't, Did it make me happy anymore? Had I missed out something? Was I missing out? Who was I? Did I have anything to give the world? If I wasn't a dancer, did I have anything to give? Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: I opened a class to try and meet some people and hopefully work that out, surrounded by some new friends. And it grew and grew and grew. And Well, COVID happened. And I took lockdown as a chance to... I filmed over 110 videos, two a day one for little kids, one for adults, mm, I um, love that. for no other purpose than honestly keeping myself sane. And it gave me a purpose. It gave me a, a reason to get up, do something. Other people needed me. It didn't matter to me if I got one view or a thousand. For so in my brain, people needed me, which made me therefore feel like I was doing something. And lockdown finished here because lockdown was quite strict here in Valencia. It was it was quite mm, I extreme. Seeing it on the news. I didn't leave a ha- I didn't leave my house for 3 months I could just didn't go out so and then I carried on and I grew and I added children's classes and we added more adult classes and and I now teach I think 17 classes a week from baby 6 month old mm. to in 82 my main thing is I didn't want to be a dance school I didn't want to be the typical you come in do your exams point nice point feet I'm not about that I wanted to create a space where I could be as silly as I am. I could be as stupid and as tell my bad jokes and just be completely me without having to hide it and therefore allowing everyone else to feel they could do the same. So at the beginning of every adult mm-hmm. class, I say the same thing. No one cares. If you're going left and I'm going right, no one cares. It doesn't matter. For me, if you're having fun, I'm good. I don't need you to be perfect. We're not open on Broadway tomorrow, you know. <laughs> we're in the park dancing around it's
1: totally and how do you find that you know people respond to that when you give them this space to be themselves and not just themselves but the silliness that they have that aspect because we all have it within inside us sometimes we can't Absolutely. find it so how do people and children as well how do people respond when you give them that space
0: when they first, whenever I get a new, often people are messages saying, I, I would like to start, but there's always a but. Mm. And then they list their negative qualities, basically. I've got two left feet. I think I'm a bit old. I've never danced before. I have this and that. And my response is always the same. Well, you can start now, turn up. The great thing about all my classes is everyone's a level playing field, whether you're a professional dancer or not. And when they come and they see me there with maracas or a bubble machine or whatever prop I've decided to use that day. Immediately they, you see in their eyes, they just go, I'm safe here Mm. because whatever I do, he's going to match my stupidness, if not more, because he's already being silly. So everyone's attention is on, on him. So I can be as stupid or as free as I want because no one's looking at me. And it's amazing to watch, especially the little ones, Mm. you know, when they, they come and they but they don't speak or they hide behind their mum for the whole lesson. And now they come six months later and they help the new girl who's really scared and they'll say, no, come with me. And this is fun. And, and they're just there and present and kind of in love with themselves because they know they're a bit shy, but they don't have to be shy. And that's in that 45 minutes, whatever they do silly or whatever they do, that is not normal Mm. society would want us all to stand straight and be very boring they know it's safe because i've probably got a flamingo on my head or... <laughs> and that's what and i love that's why i love and i think i i'm a big big advocate and we mentioned this before about just playing just be stupid just throw a water bomb at someone or stick a wig on and take it like just be ridiculous it's life's far more fun far more
1: and why do you feel that that's something that's so important for us to instill in these young people particularly because obviously like we said it's not traditionally seen as society as a way to live when you're older so why is it so important that we install these kind of characteristics and this mindset in people from such a young age for yourself like why do you feel like that is your mission
0: for me because I uh, there was a time I've I've always been a child I've always been a child I've always found the wonder in in anything, and I'll always play. I've always been the same since I was was little. I could turn a a pencil into a wand or a sheet into a (laughs) New York Fashion Week, it's always been the same. And I lost it. I was in a relationship where he basically told me every day, you're a child and you should grow up. Mm. And I lost the ability to play. And in losing that, I also lost myself. I didn't, I was this little, I was that little inner child, just lost in the world. So in him trying to get rid of the child in me, he actually got rid of the adult. Mm. And all all I was left with was this kind of wounded inner child that all the insecurity came back out. Whereas by playing, I was almost, I suppose, working through those childhood things by playing. You know, I was, I had the most amazing childhood, but I was bullied horrendously Mm. for being a male dancer and, I, it took years before I realized the effect. And so there's big chunks of my childhood that that's all I can remember. All I can remember is being followed around school or shouted at. Or, and that's when I lost. I lost being a child. So now I think, well, I'm going to use every minute I can to be a kid again. If I pass some swings, I jump on them. And if we can teach kids that, they don't get grown up to be adults who are sad or unable to express themselves or because play is just another way to express yourself. You know, it's just another way of getting out. If I'm angry or I'm sad, I'll paint something or I'll draw something or I'll be a ch- I'll go back to being a child and it's never good. The drawing or the painting is never good. It's just about getting as much mess as possible mm-hmm. and working it out. And I think if, if adults played, you wouldn't meet those adults that are so serious They're so stressed about everything, Mm. the anxiety and the stress and the, I need to do this and I have to be perfect at this. And no, because the the best thing about life is the imperfect for me.
1: I love that. And so in a way, from what you're saying about, about how this play brings out this inner child, particularly... For adults, obviously, we've spoken about how this is so important for, for young people, but also for adults, and brings out this inner child, in a sense, through this play, we're we're healing as well as being able to express
0: absolutely. And I think that's really important. I think if you speak to every adult I speak to who is has low self-esteem or low self-worth or crippling anxiety, or I most of them you pinpoint it to a point in their childhood, they'll mm-hmm. say this started when this happened and I was eight or I was seven or I was six and they just think, oh, it happened as a child and they detach themselves. Almost like they get to 18 and detach. Everything that happened before 18 didn't happen because I'm a different person now. Well, you're not. Mm. That, That experience made you the person you are stood here. So you can only run away from it for so long before the child runs way quicker and it'll catch you and... So if, if you know that your little inner child is a little bit wounded, take some time. Have a chat with him. I chat with mine all the time. It's called Jerome. I have a chat with him. Because um, he's the same person that tells me I'm not good enough. Mm. You know, he's that inner voice. For me, that inner voice in my brain that says, no one's going to like this class. No one's going to want to come. No one wants to listen. I had it just before filming this. What have you got to say, Cameron, that is at all interesting to anyone to listen to? That's my inner child talking saying believing that because that's what he was told for so long Mm. and then I have to say thank you Jerome I appreciate you coming I appreciate your opinion but it's not needed now Mm -hmm. see you later but at some point I'll have to go back and go okay well let's have a chat now Mm -hmm. let's have a chat and say why do you not think you're good enough what what is it you know and
1: there's so much power in that because you're integrating that child into who you are because obviously, as an adult, there are things that we have to do that are different to being child. Like I have to be, I have to pay my taxes. <laughs> I didn't have to do that when I was a child, you know. <laughs> and unfortunately. But it's also I love what you're saying there about you know this integration is like you're living your life as this adult, but you're also giving that part of you a space to express itself, but also a pace a space for it to be healed by seeing that. That part of you also carries with it some some darker aspects.
0: Absolutely, and and it, it stays with you. You can't hide it. You can't forget him. You can't. You can try. You can try pushing down and down or silence and him. How do you think and that, that voice gets Sorry, I just
1: had a thought. How do you think that manifests in our life when we're rejecting and trying to silence that that inner child?
0: That that voice gets louder and louder and louder and louder until they swap places, and then that wounded child that is has no self-worth or very little confidence or is anxious about everything becomes you as an adult and you don't want to go out so you don't meet people or you think you have nothing interesting to say so you just don't speak and you see those adults I know those adults Mm -hmm. I teach them day in day out and I look at them and think your inner child that wounded inner child has taken over because you you try to ignore it you try to say I'm an adult now those things are in the past. They are, but it's like a tapestry; it's woven into you. You know, mm. it's part of you. Mm. you can I ignore it, mm. and I mean, you meet, you'll know people. You'll know people exactly the same. You know, yeah, who
1: totally.
0: almost yeah. are running from it.
1: Mm. I think, and it's, just keep
0: hitting a wall because that
1: definitely, and it's that that fear aspect to confront it. Because as we've you've kind of addressed there, in that sense, is like we do have those those darker parts that are kind of lied with us. Because a lot of the traumatic experiences for for most people in general have stemmed from something that have happened in their childhood so by integrating and confronting this inner child you're not also just going for the the play and the fun but you're also like what parts of me do I need to heal so obviously in your sense with the bullying I guess that was a huge kind of part of that inner child that you had to really
0: yeah it was I mean that was my whole childhood. You know, I can remember being bullied from the age of six till the day I left school at 17. And I can't ignore that. That, that is my childhood. So if I try and ignore him, that's almost ignoring that I was a child. Yeah. And that, that, that time is full of lessons to learn, you know, and I've done lots of work on, I now realize the si- the power mm. in standing up for yourself and also the power in staying silent. Mm. I, realize how loud you know when boys used to follow me down the street or down the school shouting I learned the the power of every word you say every letter of the alphabet you put together has an impact Mm. so everything that comes out of my mouth or I try I'm not perfect by no means but I try everything that comes out of my mouth to know you're writing someone's story when you speak Mm. and if you say the wrong thing or you don't think, mm. you, you, don't have the, you have no idea those, how the power those six or seven words are going to have.
1: Totally.
0: When parents say to kids, oh, you've put on a bit of weight, that sticks with you.
1: Mm.
0: That sticks with you. Mm. Because someone else is going to mirror that word when you get to an adult. Someone's going to say that to you at 22 or 29 or even 42. Oh, you've put on a bit of weight. And immediately, you're going to be triggered back to when it was said to you first, mm. if you didn't deal with it then
1: totally
0: just follows you and that's and the voice gets louder Definitely,
1: and that's why we have a responsibility um in what we do as as obviously you do with yourself is to share our truth and to share our journeys but from always from a place of compassion and understanding that your truth and your journey does not represent everyone else's truth and everyone else's journey and i love what you said there about the power of staying silent and I, I totally agree with that. And I think sometimes we have to hold back the way we do things until we're in a space where we know that we can communicate it in a way that's the best for people to hear it, but also know that they can leave it or take it, you know, I think.
0: Absolutely. And also the re- knowing the reason why you're opening your mm. mouth, you know, because with a lot of marketing aspects oh, yeah. <laughs> recently and a lot of um social media has allowed people to share that every aspect of their life and every day you go on social media and you read these scroll paragraphs of people's lives laid bare and sometimes you have to question why have you done that mm-hmm. because laying that out to the world is not fixing the problem mm-hmm. so telling me your whole life story mm-hmm. of all that traumatics, if you've already dealt with it fair enough Mm. but sharing on social media is for me not a way to deal with that Mm. you're just avoiding it Mm.
1: because you think oh I've said it
0: out loud I'm fine
1: and a lot of people do that and a lot of and you can see the trauma in the communication I think there's there's a lot of people I very much value and i i love the concept of sharing your truth because that's what i do on my podcast And and i think there is so much value in that and i think there's so much value in sharing your story but we get caught up in sharing your story and sharing your truth and your experiences from a place of ego rather than from a place of how does my voice right here now access people to encourage them to come forward about things or to talk about things I think and that's why you know for example like you said on social media you might see someone's caption and they've just put it all there but have they at the beginning of that caption have they said you know this can trigger you you don't have to read this you don't have to engage with this you know this is different to what your truth might be and that's the way I've always tried to communicate and I think what you're saying there is really important as well because with what you're doing. You obviously interact with lots of young people, lots of older people, and you have to have a responsibility for the things that you say. Well, everything and- that
0: comes out of my mouth. Because mm-hmm. sharing and solving are not the same thing.
1: Totally. And totally.
0: we are almost daily, I see those things being, thinking, oh, if I share this with the world, then I'm going to mm-hmm. solve that problem.
1: Totally. No,
0: you've just written it out. Mm. One, one Instagram post or one Facebook message or even one podcast episode, that's not solving it, that's sharing it. You have to
1: Definitely.
0: then go back in and go, okay, I'm now going to dismantle this letter by letter and work out how I go forward or how I fix mm. that. You know, Definitely. And there's a lot of push in marketing streams at the minute to be authentic. For me,
1: mm. the word authentic
0: is often used in the wrong way Mm. it's in every marketing deploy i've I've seen over the last this little word and it's always in little abbreviate little mark Um, speech mark things like
1: speech authentic
0: because the reality is 80 percent of people who are authentically sharing are not sharing authentically and they're sharing because they almost are shouting someone help solve this problem for me because i don't want to Mm. but that's not authentic for me, I strongly believe that isn't authentic authentic is is sort doing all that problem yourself and then and then, like you say, packaging it a way that is accessible for others Definitely. to start their journeys in in solving
1: exactly that's so powerful. I love that because I see that in what you 're doing because you're talking about these concepts, but you're kind of you 're talking about them from a way that 's like I've experienced this and I'm going to speak through my experience, but also I'm not going to tie the way I speak to that experience. You're not going to put yourself in someone else's journey, for example, but you're going to share to encourage people to do the, se- do the same. Because
0: me being bullied would not, would, has not had the same impact on me or my story. It's not the same as if you were bullied as a child. Mm. So why should I believe that your journey is the same? Because it isn't, no one's journey is the same. If everyone's journey is on the same, well, we're all on a very boring road going nowhere, you know?
1: Definitely.
0: And I always say, everyone has their own little jewel to share. It's like their journey. Mm. And some people take time to solve that and find it. And sometimes you have to really dig. Like it's, it's oh, been yeah. hidden way down deep. Oh,
1: yeah. And it
0: takes years. It's not, it's not an Instagram post. It's not going to take you five minutes to write a caption and find the perfect picture to solve that issue Mm. no, it's not gonna happen I really wish it would I really wish solving (laughs) people's traumas and and problems would be that simple
1: it's not our job though no it's not our job to do that it's our job to create the space for people to feel like they can take those steps to start healing it's that's our job our job is not to heal the traumas for them and I think that gets very like you said very very confused confused because you
0: think by sharing your story I'm going to solve other people's we think that our story is going to suddenly start a kind of me too movement where we encourage and yeah speak out I want people to but speak out when it it's for you and not for me don't speak out for me speak out for you you know? I love that. Because you see it, I mean, you see it, you could open Instagram now and scroll through and you'll find.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, being on Instagram in that space, you see it a lot. And it's also, I guess, the same for you. It's, you know, sometimes you, because we're not perfect. And at times, we might try to create something with the right intentions and actually look back on it. So have you ever had those moments where maybe you tried to do something with the right intentions, and you've looked back and been like, or maybe it didn't come across exactly as kind of I'd, imagine, I'd imagined it to in the right way.
0: I, I, not so much. I mean, I didn't, mm. when I first opened by Cameron, I was very, I was a bit like, I was listening to your, one of your podcasts earlier. I was very, and you kind of said the same. I did, I just wanted to hide behind that title. I didn't need people mm. to know who Cameron was. I was just mm. this person at the front. I didn't, you didn't need to know about my life. You don't need to know about anything about me. And what I soon realized is if I want other people to feel safe and share their lives with me, they have to know something about mine. And that took a while. That didn't happen overnight. That with me feeling comfortable with my community, it's much as you can be ahead head of a community, but it doesn't mean they feel comfortable with you. But you also have to build trust the other way. You know, Definitely. it's not just all, oh, I have this community, so I'm going to share because they trust me. I have to trust them with that as well. Mm. But every post I write I spend hours because I want to get every yeah. word correct. I want to make sure that mm. I'm telling my story without telling other people that their you know, theirs are not wrong, though theirs are not right because their story doesn't match mine. You know, mm. you read people who have been through horrendous traumas and you kind of think, well that just that's I had something similar, but that that's not my story. So like I used to as a kid, used to read bullying you on the news a kid had killed himself or because of bullying and I used to think well obviously I'm not being bullied because I don't feel that way because that the media is telling me if you're bullied that much this is what it looks like or if you're bullied mm-hmm. it means you have to be kicked and punched and stuck in a bin or what well, the reality is 95% of bullying is not that powerful,
1: powerful. it's the
0: kid the other side of the room
1: mm-hmm.
0: in your ear laughing at you sometimes it's as simple as walking into a room and everyone laughs
1: Mm, and that's so powerful what you've said because there in that you have just literally summed up how everyone's journeys and everyone's experience of these different traumatic events in their life is so unique and we can we can our voice is for the people who need to hear that journey and that voice to give them a space to kind of have that so in your sense what you've just said there is you've probably someone who's listening to this now and thinking oh actually you know my coworker always sits there you know gossiping about me and probably thought oh nothing of it they're just you know it's just office stuff we're
0: adults bullying doesn't happen exactly well wrong
1: it does <laughs> and you've just given that space now by sharing that to say someone now to think about that in a different perspective and actually help them
0: or even adults who didn't realize they were bullied as kids because it was just Mm. it wasn't a punch it was just someone telling them and it only lasted lasted for a month until they moved on you were bullied and you will be left with something Mm. and maybe you've solved that in in as you've gone or maybe that's the root of a lot of that and you've got to go back and you've got (laughs) to mine away you know and
1: it's not fun but it's
0: it's not fun it's not if fun, you want to
1: grow, but it leads to oh, a lot definitely. of fun. And you know. if you want to grow, I think I always say this I think, like, what are you doing if you're not growing and moving forward? You know, and that's not to say that every day of your life or every aspect of your life, you should be focusing in towards the future. It's not, it's like, but you should always be trying your best to heal those parts of you so that you're not projecting those traumas or you're not bringing people into your space who are now also going to experience your trauma. So I guess for you, like, was there any things in your life that before you kind of went on that sort of healing process of healing that inner child that had been bullied, was there parts of you that you felt like maybe you had projected onto other people? Was there something like a manifestation through like anger or something that come up through you?
0: I was furious at the world. Mm. I was angry at the world and I was angry. I did a contract, I did Mamma Mia for a year and I, and before that I'd, the year before going was I'd broken up with my partner who had, had left me pretty much a shell of a human being that was quite and in in respect he brought up a lot that I hadn't dealt with and being a 21 year old 23 year old kid in London I thought oh I just it, all I need to do is go meet some new people or go on a date or or you know and get a new job and and I thought I'd fixed it. I was on top of the world. I opened a show in the West End. I was, I was in my brain. I was Mm untouchable. And then I flew out to Miami to join the cast of Maramia. And I was confronted by some, by people who had qualities, either I wish I'd had or people that I had affected me had. So I was suddenly surrounded by that cast was full, 23 people full of my greatest fears. Of people it was full of I had never I've never been popular in school I was never one and all of a sudden I was almost in the little clique and in being in that little clique without realizing it we alienated everyone else mm. so all of a sudden I was the bully I thought it was suddenly okay to
1: Ooh.
0: have a nickname for people or Whoa. and if and it wasn't malicious in yeah. my brain but that doesn't stop it being. They went in on the joke, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The joke was still about them. And and then I that soon disbanded because I decided I was better than that, but not in a good way, as in, I thought I, I could be friends with everyone. And again, alienated myself to a point where I was with a, a cast for, for a year and I only speak to two of them. And I am not one. I I don't deal well with people people's BS. I don't deal well with it. I, I, people, I, I will call you out on it, but I was calling out people on on things that weren't my issue. Yeah. So I just looked like an idiot. Yeah. I wasn't being. I was just being angry. You know, I was yeah. angry at the world, and it took me two years later to realise that. I just thought I was in at the end of the time, I just thought I had a cast of people who were idiots who just didn't get me who I felt bullied again all of a sudden, and i'm not saying i there was I was bullied on that contract by by another person who was very similar to my ex who brought back a lot of that as well. It was a continual fight for a year of battling new and old me and trying to keep them apart, trying to keep them as two separate people mm. and it wasn't till a year, two years later, that I realized they're the same person. So you can't split yourself in half and be two different people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can be one big mess of a human being with both old and new. And that's OK. You'd be a big mess until you can build itself back up. You can't split yourself in half. No. And I spent a year trying to do that, trying to be a certain person for certain people and a certain person for some of the people. And in doing that, you lose I had no idea where I was. When I left that contract, I had no idea. Not a clue. I was just wondering, really. And I'd not become a particularly nice person for it. But I can look back now and deal with that. Mm. Made am- I made amends with the people that I knew I should have, as did people make amends with me. You know, people messaged me and said, hey, I was out of what I should know. We didn't get off very well and, and we shouldn't. It shouldn't have been like that. We should have both been adults to have sorted it out. But absolutely. And there are times now, you know, it creeps in. Jerome. Oh, yeah. Jerome <laughs> talks all the time, chatting, you know, when I opened, every time I get a new student, and then they don't come back the next week. And that could be as simple as they've got an appointment or they've got or it just wasn't for them. I suddenly decide that I'm a bad teacher and therefore they don't like me and I why does everyone else like me maybe they're just staying because there's nothing else better Mm -hmm. still now and if you ask people most people would say to you "No, Cameron's really confident he's a really everyone has a Jerome and some days he's really loud and some days he's really quiet but I don't ignore him that's when danger happens
1: (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah and that's when you ignore it that's when it really starts manifesting in your reality and you start to see the, the chaos that that disturbance within you is creating because you're kind of looking for outside things to sort that out when realistically it's about you, yourself yeah. and going within and like you said having that conversation with that inner child that is speaking to you in that way and asking why
0: what is your problem Jerome why, why what is the actual issue here let's have a chat you know and I, I mean I, I must sound crazy sometimes because I have that conversation out loud I don't have it's it so in crazy. my head I often sit and go, Jerome. what is your issue? Why are you, why are you playing today? What's wrong? What's, mm-hmm. what's happened that you've suddenly decided? you know, And, and then you look at, okay, it was, this, it was this, or it was this, or it was this tiny little sentence that is three words long that suddenly you once heard said to you in a very different way and you're back where you started.
1: Mm, and I think I love what you said there about... I love the aspect when you said, you know, people will think this crazy, but actually we should be making this the normal of how to process trauma, how to process your life is actually going into it, not covering it up, not rejecting it, not pushing it down as much as you possibly can by drinking yourself to death or sleeping around or whatever it is. We all have different ways that we kind of try and cover it up, but it's hard.
0: Oh my God, sometimes it feels impossible
1: and (laughs) you can't
0: do it all at once. I think what a lot of people do is go, right, I'm going to fix this and dive at it as one chunk. (laughs) I think, okay, I can just... It's like if you dived into the sea and found a treasure box and try and bring the whole box up. You can't do it. You're going to drown yourself. You cannot carry all that. So you have to go down bit by bit one coin at a time, okay? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that one one coin might take a day because it's tiny. One might take uh, two years because you unplug one thing and it just keeps going. But a lot of people go, I'm going to fix it all.
1: Not possible.
0: Not possible. It's not possible. And there's lots of (laughs) so-called life coaches who will tell you it is. Who will say, you just need to be positive and you just need to – you need to package it all up and put it in a little box and put it to the side. What's a stupid thing to say? <laughs> That's, that is an awful thing to say to anyone. Just bottle up that emotion and, and we'll leave it for another time. What other time? Because at some point it's going to be too late and then you just are unhappy from then on. You're happily unhappy. You know, there's lots of people who yeah. are unhappy but have Surround themselves with enough things that make them feel happy that they don't have to yeah. think about it.
1: Gosh, I can really resonate with that. I think it's very easy to see those aspects. And I think, you know, when we have those, whether it's therapists or life coaches telling you that these things can kind of just be dealt with and they're gone, or just be dealt with and it's left your. But we also. We're evolving constantly. We're changing constantly. These issues are going to find different ways of showing their faces in your life it's at different stages when you can handle, well, you can handle it. that point and deal with it and process it. You know, I think we're silly to think that, not silly, that's the wrong word, but we're, I guess, unaware that these things don't just take one session or three months there's no time scale yeah Yeah. there's literally
0: no time scale
1: there's no time scale and if you know you've dealt with something 10 years ago and then it comes back again in a different way 10 years later that doesn't make you any less of a person it doesn't mean you you didn't solve it the
0: first time
1: Mm, exactly because
0: that's what a lot of people you know I don't for me I'm not trying to get rid of it I'm not trying to get rid Mm -hmm. of of these things that go I don't want to get rid of them because they're part of me they're They're ingrained in me. They're part of me. I want to make them fit into my world. So, if you think it's a bit like having a Lego piece stuck out the wrong way, I don't want to get rid of it. I just want to turn it around so it fits. Yes,
1: that's powerful. That's
0: that's all I want to do. And a lot of people want to just pull that Lego piece out and throw it away. But what's going to replace that hole? Something's got to replace that gap.
1: And that's when we turn to you... drugs, drink, other people, even money. Your, that
0: little problem that was underneath that Lego brick you just threw out decides, oh, there's some space for me now, so I'm really going to go for it. And it fills yeah. the space. So we're not, I, when people say, oh, I'm over it, or yeah, I'm over it. No, no you're not. Mm. <laughs> You'll never be, it's, it doesn't mean to get over. It's, it's a part of you. You just have to learn it to fit it into your life in a positive way. Find a way that it builds you up, not knocks you down.
1: Definitely. And that's when we're all so different, you know, that the way that that works for people is totally different than the way that it might work for someone else. Whether, you know, for some people that is really throwing their life into supporting people that have been through the same thing. Absolutely.
0: The universe, for me, the universe bears a special something in everyone. We all have one. Some of us find it really early on. Some of us never find it because it's hidden by too many other things, you know, and I, it's my biggest mantra in life. That... It's actually a quote by uh, a woman called Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love, and she wrote another book called Big Magic. And in it, she talks about creative living, not as so much as you don't have to be a creative. You don't need to be a painter or a writer or a, it's just, living creatively to find and share that jewel that you have. You know, some people's jewels are fixing, are, are helping others. Some people's jewels are, for me, mine is teaching, mine is allowing people to be silly. It's allowing that to happen. Some people's, my sister's, is is looking after people. That's what she's born to do. She, you sit with her and immediately you feel karma. It's just People have these little, and you know the people, they're the people you see on the street who are just, they have a glint in their eye and they, they found it and they're solid and they almost float. You can tell those people. And even if you've never know, you never met them and they walk past you on the street, they're those people that you kind of are drawn to. Mm. You kind of look at them and go, whoa, there's so much power in you. but I don't, I don't know why, I don't know what it is. And you will never know, never will, because it's not your jewel to find. It's theirs and they found mm. it. And that's why I love about working with children is allowing them to explore to find it, you know, exploring. And the scary thing about finding your jewel is, is sometimes it's not what you think it's going to be.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> you thought it, and it was, yeah, wow. you
0: thought it your jewel was going to be that you wanted to be a doctor. You've wanted to be a doctor your whole and entire life and you finally finish university and you think that's your jewel. And all of a sudden you go to an art class. And you realize, hang on a minute, mm. something feels right here that doesn't feel right there.
1: Mm.
0: And you speak to loads of adults. For me, a lot, a lot, I speak to a lot of adults now. It's like going to a dance class, you know, at, at 52. You're not going to be the next Broadway star, but something lights you up in that room that you don't get from your nine to five job. So what is it? Mm. Why, why is that? Should you have looked for that jewel a bit further on and realized, God, I could have been doing this for years? Mm. Could have been living this beautifully powerful, kind of explorative life years ago? Could I have been doing that?
1: Mm.
0: And the answer is probably yes.
1: Definitely. And that's when we allow society, other people, whatever it may be on our external realities to form a filter in front of our eyes. And make us look outside of ourselves rather than inside of ourselves. And like you said, that jewel that everybody has, which is unique to you, is not anywhere in the world. Somewhere in the world might bring it out of you, but it's Absolutely. not in the world. It's trusting yourself. And when you follow that part of you, I guess that's when you really can find it.
0: You can find it, and it, and it, and you can shine it off, and suddenly without showing you get a glint in your eye and you for some people it's as simple as falling in love you know there are some people whose jewel is so is sharing love they've got so much inside of them that they need to share it and you see those couples that they both have that glint because that's what it was for them
1: mm-hmm. it's not always
0: work related you know it's not always and nor am I saying if you're unhappy in your job you're in the wrong job and you should go and change everything in your life to find this magical jewel um i'm just saying be fearless in be courageous in trying to find it
1: mm, be curious
0: and be curious be curious do i have one? Ooh, i don't know maybe i do maybe maybe you've had it all along and you didn't realize that was your superpower you know maybe it's hidden maybe that inner child that you've not quite solved his issue as holding it on very tightly and once you deal with that he's going to open his hands and go here you go see you all along
1: and when we find that how do we have the courage to express that do you think
0: uh i love that you use the word courage because most people would say almost not have fear but for me we said this we've mentioned this before living fearlessly is not possible Mm. you will die living fearlessly, you will die. Fear
1: is, fear is a drive in a way. Fear is a drive. It, it's, it's yeah. a bit, I like to see it as a, a, an excitement. The adrenaline of fear gets me excited now. You yes.
0: Know? You can't live fearless because fear is what stops you, conventional fear is what stops you getting in the shark-infested water or walking down a dark, dodgy street at night. But courageously to just go for it, because I think courageousness is, is as much as defining it as, as having it, you know? And being exploring what that means for you, whatever that, oh, okay, I I've, my jewel is is helping others. How am I doing that in my life? Doesn't mean you need to go to some third world country and start building houses. Become a therapist, you know, that, a lot
1: of people say. Or yeah, become a therapist. Yeah, that's what I tried to do. I thought my way of helping right. was become a counsellor or therapist. I thought that was the only way i could help you. the
0: only way to do mm-hmm. it and i guess
1: the same for you look, like dancing it was like the only way i can dance is if i'm on a musical stage or something
0: yeah and now i realize i'm doing far more
1: mm-hmm.
0: good for the world <laughs> in my little dance school in the, ta- in the in Valencia than i was in the west end of london where you would think you have all this power well you don't you have nothing it's just another number and i think if you find your jewel and it feels right the universe will just push you Mm. by itself, you know, the universe will just give you a little pat on the back and go, off you go, you found it, It's now your time to fly. Mm. You don't have to do anything.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: You won't have to do anything (laughs) because sometimes the the thought of having to do things or literally, as you said it, what what do you have to then do to be courageous? Well, you don't have to do anything.
1: Mm, I like that. Because
0: for me courageous is not a verb it's not a doing it's a it's a thing it's a
1: being eh?
0: it's a being it's not a you have to be this to do this you don't have to do anything once you find it it's like a jigsaw you like bejeweled the game when you give them and you match them for me my brain that's a bit like that when you get them all at that end where they all just explode (laughs) that's what it's like Definitely. in my brain
1: and that's i guess <laughs> when you
0: click everything totally
1: and i guess it's a learning process of trying different ways of expressing it you know because like you said we have a we have this jewel and i guess in your sense it was through dance and what you wanted to achieve through dance but there could have been millions of ways that you expressed that so it's kind of what ways can you best express that and what way is best aligned with who you are because you know for example If you're someone who wants to, you know, help people, there's so many different ways you can express that you could become a doctor, you could become um, a therapist, but there's all these other ways that we don't even consider because we think, you know, like, I guess that in your position, there's that imposter syndrome can come in and be like, you know, like you said, when you came on this podcast, who am I to be here? Or what, what am I here to share, but then you don't realize the power of your own voice, because you are still helping people through that through your experience through what you do. Um, and, you know, expressing what your jewel is in a way that is right for you.
0: So and And you, you've summed it up perfectly there with it aligned to you. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people tell me on a day to day basis, you'd have been a wonderful primary school teacher? Maybe I would have. But that's not where I wanted to use my jewel. Mm-hmm. That's not where I wanted to share it. it didn't, that's not aligned with who I wanted to be. Um. And I mean, I get that at least three or four times a week. <laughs> I can
1: imagine. I can. I mean, been a especially you when you work with uh, with uh, young people. But the the great thing about you is that you express it in a way that is like. I mean, I like to use the word authentic in this sense, but it's authentically aligned with who you are. Because absolutely, we each have our own expression of what is authentically right for us. We're not authentic. Is not just being yourself. Authentic is what you are and who you are at a deeper level and everyone's unique in that expression of that so I love the way that you choose to express that because I think it's so important to follow your dreams or your jewel in whatever way suits you
0: whatever suits you and feels good for you Mm. because jewels are you know jewels are it's what you do with it that matters it's not so much what it is it's how you choose to do it and and how that affects affects you and how that fits with you yeah I could have done lots of things with mine but I found the thing that fits me you found the thing that fits you perfectly you mm. wanted to help others and you found a perfect way to do that that's aligned with you mm. and what you really wanted to do not just you took help others and
1: became a crack <laughs> you,
0: know, you know like cracked it open and mm. and thought okay, I could have been, I could be a therapist and that, that would be great, but that's not my, like you just said, the mm. voice I want to use is, is not a therapist's voice. Mm-mm. Mm. It's not The voice I wanted to use was not a primary school teacher's voice. Mm. It was getting dressed up in stupid wigs and filming stupid reels.
1: <laughs> I love that. Uh, I feel like that sometimes, all my bloody, all over the shop reels. But that's, but it's they, a process. It's a process of learning. And it makes it, that. do you know what, it
0: makes it um, accessible. To people who, mm. so I will openly say that for me, when you first put out for these podcast things, and you, you mentioned the word spirituality, and I, I said to my partner, I would love to do this podcast, but I don't see myself as, as spiritual, in, spiritual
1: in this sense,
0: exactly, in the sense of what society would tell me mm. spirituality is. But then I thought, actually, just because I don't, you know, society would would paint this picture of, Hippies wearing long baggy pants and and talking about chakras and crystals and charging up the moon and all that kind of stuff, but and absolutely is that one
1: oh yeah. aspect yeah, it all of has it. a space. It all has a it and all it all has, has a, a time and a place and it all has um power in its own way if used. If used, right? And what I love right about
0: what I love about Soulful Bod and everything you do is that it's accessible. It's
1: mm.
0: it's put in. way that is accessible to those people who don't see themselves as as spiritual but actually they are like you say everyone is everyone Everyone is everyone believes in something whether that's god or a universe Mm. or or actually believing that there's nothing you're still believing yep
1: that's spiritual practice and i think like i love what you said there, and i really appreciate you saying that because that's kind of what what i want people to feel like and i think you know, being spiritual does not mean that you have to believe in something that even in spirituality is believing in the depth that you have with inside yourself. And uh, whether I like I choose to express that as my connection to the universe and the things that I believe happen to me in my life. But that's not everyone's story. And spirituality is living as who you are, knowing who you are. And like you said through what we've been discussing knowing as well that that traumatic side of you as well and understanding those root parts of you and spirit being spiritual is embodying that in whatever you choose to do if you're a tax person if all you do all the rest of your life is you want to pay your taxes and that's your dream do it in a spiritual way do it in a way that is you know mindful do it in a way that is Actually, helping the people that you want to impact. So that is what being spiritual is, and we're all spiritual beings. And okay, my way of looking at it is souls and all of this, but your way of looking at it can be completely different. But spiritual is—we are all spiritual. There is no denying that. There is no
0: exactly, and it's mm. the same thing as we said earlier. You know, it's every—it's the same. You can tell a story a thousand and one ways. So you know, there is only six stories in the world, according to life, I don't know where, there's only six actual category of story, they're the same story, all stories you read, every play, every musical every book you read are based on the same six stories
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they just change so you're reading the same, It's so maybe the same story but they're different pages, they're different characters and mm. it's the same spirituality as it is anything else you know, just sharing your part of the story is okay, you don't need to share everyone's part of the story okay. <laughs> or expect everyone else to you know understand your part of the story
1: no the, we should never because it
0: not, no one's gonna and also we should never be so egotistical to think anyone would want to hear uh until they're ready you know, mm, mm, so
1: I I think know that's not a thing to say but no i completely agree that's, with that's a, you i completely
0: that's an ego when people share their story with with the world say it's spirituality or, or even as I share my story as fact that's ego
1: it is a hundred percent and I that's think that's not
0: you sh- being r- real or authentic that's an ego
1: and I think that's where knowing yourself helps you understand that part of you like I've got in my past, if I had started this any earlier than I did, then it would be based on ego. Because my way of living, my traumas was to control my life, label myself, and expl- expect everyone else to live in a way that was based on my trauma, basically. Exactly. And I, so you know, and I guess it was probably the same for you when you were going through your kind of this anger stage of you know not wanting, thinking that you were kind of better than other people. You were living in that expression of your trauma not the expression of your true nature
0: absolutely I wasn't myself I was living in a way what in a way I was I was living how I wanted other people to to feel
1: Mm.
0: you know I wanted other people to be angry for me that I was bullied I wanted other people to be angry that I had to go through it well it's not other people's anger other people have got other things to be angry about (laughs) they don't and I often say to people, other people's opinion of you is none of your business.
1: Totally.
0: And I think it's the same mm. when you want to share. It's none of your business what that person thinks of that.
1: Mm. It's
0: none of your business that that person doesn't feel the same. It's not your business. It's, mm. You share your, great for you. You share your story. Mm. But oh. don't be selfish or egotistical enough to believe that everyone else has the same story or... By you sharing it, you're helping them.
1: Mm. Because when
0: you share your story, you're helping you.
1: Definitely, and And there's no shame in that. No, there is no shame in that. I love that, and I think it also has the aspect. I think we we mix up this kind of helping with solving, and like like you said earlier, when it's it's not about that, it's about like creating space for people to that, which is what you do. You know, you create a space. For people to express themselves and be silly. That is your superpower. And, I, and that is your way of expressing your joy. And that is what is powerful. You're not there going, right, I'm going to tell you how you can change your life by doing X, Y and Z. You're just saying, come here, express it, do it, live it, you know, try this way out. And what the benefit, you know, obviously you you go into, you can explain what the benefits are of trying that out, but you give that space and that is your, that is what is powerful is creating a space. You know, I like to see a lot in this community where people are like, my purpose is to awaken humanity. Okay. I I understand what you're saying. I understand the ability of, we need to shift our perspective, but your job is not to awaken humanity. Your job is to create the space for people to find that power within themselves to do that.
0: 100 percent you know sharing and like we said sharing and solving are two different Mm, things how we started this conversation with saying you can't change the whole world you cannot change the world you can but you can affect your tiny circle you know and you can like you said I create a space where people can come I do not I never say to them here is a place for you to heal your traumas here is a place for you to speak to your inner child here is a place what I say to them is, come and shimmy, is what I say. That's it. I love
1: Because
0: that. that's, that's all they need to know. Anything else they get from that is mm. none of my business, in my opinion. Mm. Once they're there and they're in that space, what they gain from that is none of my business. It's not, it's not for me to determine what they're going to gain from it. Because sometimes it's simple as, oh, I just feel a little bit less stressed. Not everyone coming to my class is healing some deep wound or looking for the next thing that's going to change their lives some people just want to come and dance so it would be stupid of me to assume that everyone i teach has come to me as their kind of moses and i'm going to fix everyone Mm -hmm. no i'm going to dance i'm gonna have a shimmy gonna have some fun and create a space where they feel like they can fix it where they can they can I feel. I oh, I've forgotten how to do this, how to be silly, or to make them think. Why do I love this so much? What? What? What do I not get in my day-to-day life that makes me love this so much? Um, same as you. You create a space here for people to talk. You're not creating a space to to tell people how to be or what to do, or you know, give people give people and, different
1: options. You know, what
0: two seasons in there's there are how many people's different opinions on on what it is
1: oh god (laughs) and some that i i don't agree with but that's not the that's not the point of what this is about the point of what this is about of course like it's important to make sure the people that come on have that same objective in mind which in my opinion is giving space for people to just be themselves to and to actually promote people to you know i care very much about wanting people to give them this opportunity to say okay I can create change in my life I don't have to stay stuck I don't have to stay in this space but my way of doing that might not suit them so I'm not going to sit here and say you have to follow my way you that's why this space is for people that's why I wanted you. you on because I love your way of doing it and I think your way of doing it is so powerful and I think you know when you said at the beginning about, you know, the spiritual, you know, spiritual spirituality, like I never want to put myself in that box of just having, you know, and I do have a lot of spiritual coaches and yoga instructors, but that's not just what this podcast is about. But there's so much insight in those people, but there's insight from people that are just living their lives and creating businesses from the from the heart, which is what you're doing. And I you can see that so much in how you express your creating from the heart and the soul space, or what I like to see as the soul space, you know, you're you're embodying the energy of you, what you want people to feel when they come to you. And you're providing the resources for if people want to go a bit deeper of like, you know, how else does this yeah, yeah, kind of can... do it? You've got like some blogs going on to you know, if people wanna like see how else this is gonna they can, but it's not it's not ever forcing that on people, which I think is so inspiring from from you because the way you've combined these two aspects is so powerful it's about creating that space and if people want to dig deeper into it they can but they're never obliged to come to your class and learn about because i would be stupid to think that's
0: why they (laughs) want to come you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. 95 percent of them are not coming to heal themselves they're coming to dance and they get these wonderful other little bits added in that after six months they suddenly feel rejuvenated or fresh because they've Every, once a week, even if it's for one hour a week, they get to shimmy like Beyonce and, and make silly noises or, or turn up to the class after mm-hmm. some little kids are running around with a parachute and, and physically see and remember,
1: yeah.
0: I remember being that kid. I was that kid. Why has that gone? Why, I want to be like that more. Mm-hmm. I want to be like that. And every person I teach, I believe, I, I, love- I say it to them all the time, they are what make Baila Crane Cameron so special because each one of those make up what is so special about it. And each one of those brings something really unique to the table because every one of them is so unique from kid to adult that they're the craziest group of people you've ever seen together. You know, if I took a picture of everyone I teach, it's like a Julux color chart of personalities and people and ages and people you would never think would be mixed together. And, and I get that beautiful thing every week are. of connecting with all these wonderful people. And that feeds me as much as it does them, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: That feeds me. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all part, our expressions of this are a part of our healing journey as well. So you know? so
0: true. I'm, I'm still fixing my inner child. And I get, to, I get to tell myself I'm not an imposter because people keep coming. So mm. even if even if I am yes. an imposter whatever I'm impostering is obviously working.
1: <laughs> it's a good way to is put it. Is impostering a word? I have no idea. We've made it a word. We're making word.
0: Whatever I'm pretending to be they they want. They love it. They're coming back to it. So yeah, maybe mm. I am pretending to I'm not pretending to be a dance teacher but maybe I am pretending to be a dance teacher but actually that. <laughs> it's not an issue. For me at the minute.
1: But isn't all about yeah, play. It's exactly. about pretending to extend as well. So.
0: Some days I pretend to be the most confident <laughs> person in the world. Or I pretend to be the most positive person in the world. Because that's, that's the scenario and game I'm going to play that day. That's what my little child inside wants to be. Mm-hmm. I want to be that person today. And
1: Definitely.
0: maybe there are reasons. And, may, and we'll look into those eventually. But today my inner child wants to... Just be ridiculous. <clears throat> Mostly, it just wants <laughs> to be ridiculous, about... to be fair. So... <laughs> <laughs> why not? Well,
1: why not, eh? Uh, so where, where can people find you, Cameron?
0: Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, at BailaConCameron, B-A-I-L-A, Con Cameron, um, B-A-I-L-A con Cameron um, on Facebook and Instagram. We Also on our website, www.bailaconcameron.com where well, we've got our blog about some of these other stuff. There's a really cool article about inner child. And, mm,
1: I like that. I and really those kind of advice. things.
0: And if you are in Valencia, come and shimmy with me.
1: Come I and, think I definitely will have to. Come and be
0: ridiculous. <laughs> come and be ridiculous for an hour.
1: That, that is my one thing that I need to... Uh, it's, it's, for me, it's more like tapping into my feminine more than my masculine. And my masculine is very... <sighs> Work oh. forward. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Where sometimes I have to. I've started doing Zumba for the past uh, two months and that's been really great. For it. So,
0: uh, <laughs> I, my Discord class is very similar so I'm to Zumba. God, have to. Come, uh, oh, I'm but have come to. Along.
1: oh my God. <laughs> definitely ridiculous. will. Um, so all of those uh, links will be in the show notes. So definitely check out Cameron's stuff because he has got, as you can probably tell from this episode, mm. he's such an incredible energy, which I has and an absolutely beautiful voice in this space and a needed voice in this space, because even though, as we said earlier about, you know, coming onto this podcast and thinking, you know, what is spirituality? You are spiritual and what you're doing is spiritual. Spiritual is about embodying what you are embodying. So thank you for, for sharing that. And what thank you, do. you. Thank you for and having we, me. We just finished up with one final episode that we ask all of our guests uh, and that's to share a message from your soul. So that could be something that someone needs to hear right now.
0: I'm going to do my quote because it's genuinely what is written. I think, Jen, if you split me open, is written. And the quote is, the universe buries strange jewels in all of us and then stands by to watch if we can find them.
1: Love that. And it's so powerful. And I think it really sums up this episode as yeah. well.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. It's been such a pleasure Thank having you. 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 Thank you for having me. it amazing. Thank you. See you later. And that's a wrap from today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us and I hope you feel even more inspired to share your soul and live a limitless life. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share if you love this episode and head to the show notes to find out how you can get even more involved with the community. I'll see you next time for another soulful episode. See you later.